0: What scares you the most? I'll tell you what scares me. Not being able to find a book to read. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I kind of struggled to find a book again. But this is the last um, of the whole month of horror reads. This one being hopefully a good book. I seem so because I got it off of Goodreads. in the recommendation. So let's get into it, try to find a good place to sit, a good cup of tea or joe, or milk or you're lying in bed, I don't know, but let's start. And ironically, when I randomly picked a chapter, we ended up with chapter one. So you are really getting in here, very fresh, you know? <laughs> All right. chapter one. The Harley and Davison's engines sputtered, chugged, and tried to cut out. Buddy Jaworski looked down, watched in horror as the speed- speedometer's needle fell towards zero. Shit, he said, downshifting to a lower gear and weathering the throttle the bike slowed the engine sounding like a drowned swimmer gasping for air (laughs) the headlight dimmed. the engine gave a final call and I shit (laughs) but he said again as he quoted to a stop he pulled off his helmet and goggles, staring at the motorcycle in disbelief. This can't be happening. Not tonight. Not now. He glanced at his watch. 5 40 p.m. In less than an hour, he had a date. Ooh. Lydia Chapman didn't go out with just anyone. She didn't have to. With the face of a goddess and the body of a tramp, she could take her pick of any boy at Logan High School. She usually did. It had taken him a month to work up enough courage to ask her out. And then she, I mean he, had nearly fainted when he when she well, <laughs> had said yes of course the only reason she was going out with him was because he rode a harley how could you do this to me you traded buddy shouted the harley a 1948 panhead was his pride and joy When he first bought it, it had been nothing more than a rusted frame, dented tank, and five cardboard boxes of greasy parts. It took two years of hard work and every penny he could scrape together to restore the big bike to running condition. But it was worth it. The first day he rode the Harley He became the envy of all the other kids. He was the king. The streets and parking lots is kingdom. But Buddy wasn't feeling so kingly now. He slapped the vice gas tank in. That's not how a slap sounds like. There you go. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't have that in like immediate distance oh where are we where are we where are we I don't know oh okay he slapped the bike's gas tank in anger a hollow twang sounded oh no he leaned forward and unscrewed the gas cap it was too dark to see inside the tank Shook the bike it heard nothing. No splashing, no gas. Great, just great. Putty Jaworski, you're an idiot. He had no one to blame but himself. If he hadn't been so anxious to impress Lydia, he wouldn't have taken the bike out for a testament. Even then, it was. Un-inexcusable to take off without checking how much gas was in the tank. I'm dead. He replaced the gas cam and buttoned his dad's denim jacket. The temperature was dropping fast. (laughs) Not much longer until it got dark. I'm actually kind of anxious for him. (sighs) (sighs) Turning, he gave a long and rather hopeful look back down the dirt road. If only a car would come along. He might be able to hitch a ride. He'd driven down Cemetery Road many times after dark, and never walked it. He wasn't looking forward to doing it either. It was spooky enough in the daytime. Lowering the kickstand, he leaned the bike to the left and stepped off. He was still a good four miles from town. Too far to push a 500-pound motorcycle. He couldn't just leave it, though. Harley-Davidson's major theft items, especially an original Panhead. Maybe he could hide it. Fastening his helmet and goggles to his feet, Buddy pushed the Harley off the road and down into the ditch, carefully laying it over on its side, climbing up the bank on the opposite side of the ditch. Entered the woods in search of fallen branches to cover the bite. This, you know, this sounds like some phallus, phallus, or some dumb male thinking at a teenage age. Okay, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Does he have a phone here? <laughs> this is what, what year are we? <laughs> Three trips later. An armload of leafy branches, a trip. He was satisfied that his motorcycle wouldn't be spotted by anyone driving by. Also, if you're going to go on a date in like a couple hours or something, how are you getting clean this? Okay, because I'm sure she don't want to sit on that. Darkness said, but I'm sure she's not going to make it to the date. Spoilers? I don't know. I haven't read this. Darkness set in as he labored, turning everything beyond a narrow, gravelled lane into overlapping layers of shadows. The forest came alive with the calls of cicadas. Kaka we know that's not kaka, it's um kaka <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah. Um tree frogs and a boisterous bobwhite. Overhead a full surge stars of the evening poked their heads through the ebony blanket. He wiped his hands off his jeans and checked his watch. 6 15 p.m. You would need a miracle to make it to Lydia's on time. He turned around and looked both ways down the road, just hoping for the welcome sight of an approaching car. The road was empty. Just my luck, he said aloud. The ache of despair, gawing his stomach like a hungry rat. Visions of Lydia Chapman's firm little body, pressed tightly against him, began to fade as reality set in. Shoving his hand deep into the jeans pocket, he started walking. Why, God, why is it always me? Buddy had taken... Only a few steps when he heard the sounds of movements coming from the woods, near where his bike was hidden. The, no- the, no- the noise startled him. He stopped and turned around, but didn't see anything. It's just a rabbit, you dumb shit. No reason to get upset. It's just a rabbit crashing to the underbrush. The woods are full of them. But it sounded too big. To be a rabbit. Okay, then, it's a dog. Probably some farmers went out chasing rabbits. Bending over, he gathered a handful of rocks from the road's edge just in case the dog had a bad attitude. The sounds drew nearer, causing his imagination to conjure up visions of vicious bulldogs and slobbering Dobermans. But he decided to avoid any possible confrontation between himself and the dog or dogs. <laughs> Tossing the rocks in the direction of the noise, he turned and started jogging down the road, he heading towards town. He got no more than half a mile when rounding a curve in the road, he glanced behind him and spotted something moving near the road's edge, What the hell was that? But he came to an abrupt stop, watching as something big and dark crossed the road behind him. He caught only a glimpse, just a blurred shape, before it disappeared in the darkness. Cloaking the ditch on the left side Of the road. Cogging his head to the side, Roddy listened carefully (laughs) about the singing of cicadas and frogs. He could hear the sounds of leaves crackling and sticks snapping. The sounds grew louder, closer, wherever he was in the ditch, whatever it was in the ditch. It was coming his way. Jogging now was out of the question. The thing that followed him was big, a lot bigger than any bunny rabbit. Bigger than a dog. His heart stopped. His heart started to jackhammer with fear. He took off running. The road curved to the left, then back to the right, Straightening out. As he reached the iron bridge that spanned Lost Creek, capitalized lies, of capitalized L, capitalized C. Halfway across the bridge, he stopped to look behind him. What he saw caused his legs to weaken. He was still being followed. The mystery animal, less than half a mile away. No longer content with moving amongst the underbrush, it ambled down the middle of Cemetery row. The animal did not move with a hurried run, stop, sniff, run again movements of a dog. Instead, it walked straight down the center of the room never looking around confident in its confident in its surroundings unchallenged movements of a predator (gasps) a bear but he sucked in there (gasps) there wasn't there weren't supposed to be any bears in central Missouri especially not in this part of the state. The last time anyone has seen a bear in Hobbs County was almost 50 years ago. But it had to be a bear. It was too damn big to be a dog. As he stood on the bridge walking, watching, the bear must have looked up. For all at once, a pair of large, slanted eyes shone in the darkness. They didn't just reflect light. They seemed to glow as though each was an amber lens behind which burned a brilliant flame. Oh, well, that's beautiful, you know? Someone called me an amber lens behind which burned a beautiful flame from my eyes. As far, as far apart As the eyes were, (laughs) the head must have been enormous, and an enormous head could only be attached to an even bigger body. But he had seen enough, more than enough actually, more than he wanted to see, he turned again and fled. for miles to town, I'll never make it. How close is the nearest house? Two miles? Am I on a half? Maybe I can climb a tree. Wait it out till someone comes along. Can bears climb trees? (laughs) He rounded another curve in the road at a dead run, his side hitching with pain. Off to the right was an old Catholic cemetery. It's weedy ground and ancient markers guarded by a crumbling wall of stone. And a black iron gate. The gate stood open. As it always did. bent on its frame. The cemetery. I can hide in there. He sprinted into the cemetery. This is a great idea, homie. This is a great idea. And raced up the gravel drive. Past the Johnson family crypt. With his matching pair of winged angels. As the burial plots belonging to Kellings, the Smiths, and the Brendan Meyers, <laughs> you reached the center of the cemetery, pausing to catch his breath at the giant meadow cross, a cross that always seemed to glow at night, no matter how late it was or cloudy the sky. <clears throat> From the cross, he made a mad dash for the oldest section of the cemetery, hoping to hide among the crowded green gravestone and overgrown weeds. Just the teenage boy logic here. Mm-hmm. Passing the first row of markers, he dropped to his hands and knees and crawled. Three rows later, he stopped, his back resting against cold granite and stone. Buddy placed a hand over his racing heart. It felt like a drug hyped rock drummer stood a solo on the inside of his chest. Any faster, and he'd have a cronary for sure. Be calm, be calm. I think you lost it. You should have lost it. You just broke every track record ever said looking high. Buddy Jaworski, track star. Had he had lost it? Had the bear given up the chase? There is only one way to be sure. Like it or not, he had to take a look with trembling hands. He shifted his weight forward and peeked over the crumbling tombstone tombstones the teenager's heart sank the bear with funny yellow eyes hadn't given up on the contrary it had followed him into the cemetery he watched hardly breathing as he paused at the johnson tomb ex- to examine the cornerstones And steel door. The bear stopped again at the giant meadow cross, sniffing the modern space like a dog at a fire hydrant. Was the bear sniffing for him? Maybe, maybe not. Either way, it obviously wasn't pleased with what it smelled. He watched in awe as the creature rose up on its back legs and slapped the cross. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. co that That's what they said, okay? It wasn't me. It wasn't my shitty mom's um, SFX this time. It was literally co op The monument tilted to the left. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ, he whispered. It's a bear. It's gotta be a bear. That's it. It's the biggest fucking bear in the world. It doesn't like crosses. I bet you it doesn't care much for teenagers either. The bear turned its head, dropped back on all fours, and continued towards it. Panic-stricken, Buddy looked around for a way out. Behind him, dense woods closed in on three sides of the cemetery. Great idea, homie. Great ideas. Great ideas. Mm -hmm. He considered making a dash for the trees, but it wasn't too mu- but it was much too dark to hope for any speedy flight through the forest. That left only one direction to choose from only one way out. Keeping low, he studied the front half of the cemetery. Rows and rows of granite gravel markers stuck up from the ground flowing down the hills like dominoes. Buddy noticed they stopped about 50 feet from the stone wall guarding the front of the property. At the far right corner of the wall stood a metal utility shed where lawnmowers and grave digging equipment were kept. Buddy knew the shed would be locked, and no help, no help there. So he focused his attention beyond the wall, <laughs> across the road. A pale light shone in the darkness, a soft-filter glow of a bedroom light, from an upper-story window. Old Man Sharkney's house. Sharky's. Sharky's. Sharky's house. Damn, why didn't I run that way? I know, right? I was telling you. Could he make it? It was a long run. Down the cemetery's drive, across the road, over a old wooden bridge, the beginning of Sharky's driveway, then up the hill to the house. There is also the problem of getting around the bear. The damn thing was only a few rows of headstones already from it. Was it a bear? Doubt suddenly entered his mind. He couldn't see it clearly in the darkness and only assumed it was a bear because of its size. But were bears that big? Bears weren't that big, were they? Sure, they were. A few monstrous, grizzly, and polar bears in the record books. But Hobbs County, Missouri, was not their natural stopping grounds. And what about the eyes? Whoever heard of a bear with glowing eyes? Come to think of it. Whoever heard of any animal with glowing eyes? But he didn't want to think about the eyes. When it did... When he did, it caused his body to go cold with fear. He couldn't afford to freeze up. Time was running out. But how long should he wait before making his move? He waited too long. He might find himself hopelessly trapped. Then again, maybe the thing will walk right past him, leaving the area behind him and the road opened. Did he know where he crouched? Could he smell him? Well, gee whiz, let me think. He probably can Gee whiz, he just followed the exact road that you had into the cemetery. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Leading back towards the front cemetery, he noticed the leaves on the trees opposite the road started to shine. The gravel lane in front of them grew noticeably brighter. Headlights! The car was coming! He glanced to his left. The bear was only about 100 yards away and coming closer. It was now or never. With with teeth clenched, he jumped up from his hiding place and started running. But he heard a crash to his left. I've been spotted. Faster he ran. Faster than he had run in his whole life. Head down. Arms pumping. Tennis shoes kicking up dirt. Putty flew down the hill. He reached the driver. Slipped on the loose gravel. Almost went down the road ahead of him brightened. The car was closer. Too close. The vehicle was coming too fast. He was too, too far away. It would pass by before he reached the road. The driver wouldn't even see him. But he screamed and poured a burst of speed. He reached the road, stumbling out of control into the blinding glare of lights. There was a roar, a choking cloud of dust, and the screech brakes. Sickening pain slapped into his hip. Exploded through his body, he went airborne, his feet racing to pass his head. He landed on his back with a thud. There violently expelled from his lungs. Blackness rushed over him. The blaring of a horn faded, leaving a sharp ringing in his ear. He thought he was going to pass out. My nose just cleared. He didn't. His eyes uncrossed, blinked and focused on the headlights above him. He didn't move, didn't even try. Oh my God. A voice somewhere in the distance. A door opened and closed again. Gravel picked up as someone came around to the front of a pickup. Jesus H. Christ. A voice said closer now, a man's voice. Deep, rough. What are you? Crazy? My God. Listen, kid. Take it easy. Don't try to move. I'll get an ambulance. Is anything broken? Where does it hurt? At least in a and run you. (laughs) The questions drifted through Buddy's mind like loud formations. He tried to focus on what was being said. A moment passed before he could speak. I'm okay, Buddy answered, his voice barely a whisper. Really? I'm okay. He wiggled his toes and slowly straightened his legs. His right leg was numb from the impact, but didn't appear to be broken. Thank you, God. I didn't see you, the man said. You were right in front of me. You sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm sure. The pounding of his head started to ease. Fear. Here. Let me help you up. (laughs) A pair of hands reached down and slowly pulled Buddy to his feet. The face staring down at him was tan, deeply lined and covered with a coarse brown beard. The bill of orange of an orange hunting cap protruded like a porch above a pair of dark brown eyes. The name Jim was shooing, stu, suing, 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 suing over the left pocket of a camouflage shirt. Buddy bit his lip, biting back tears as the numbness of his hip and right leg faded out to some very real pain. Once the swelling set in, which it would, he probably wouldn't be able to walk for days. What the hell's the matter with you anyway? Jim asked. You trying to get yourself killed? kill? Something he swallowed, trying again. Something chasing me. Remembering why he'd been running, he turned and looked toward the cemetery. The meadow cross still leaned at a funny angle. But there was no sign of the pair. The truck must have scare scared it away. Like a levee breaking, the teenager's strength suddenly drained out of him. He slumped against the head of the truck. What? Jim asked. He loosened his hold. Something was chasing me, Buddy repeated, thanking God for the warmth of the engine and the lights. The burly man stepped back and looked both ways down the road. What? Where? I don't see anything. <laughs> I think it's gone now. You must have scared it away. You strained up. Listen, Mister. I'm telling you the truth. It chased me into the cemetery. That's why I was running. Jim eyed him suspiciously. You on some kid? Buddy's shoulders slumped. Up. Why did every adult in the world, the teenagers were always on something? Just because he ran in front of a truck didn't mean he was stoned. Okay, beg to differ. I don't think stoned people run in front of cars. <laughs> Buddy's shoulders slumped. Oh yeah, sorry. No, yeah, I'm not on anything. He answered, his voice cold. And I haven't been drinking either. I'm telling you, something chased me into the cemetery. I saw your headlights and made a run for it. Okay, okay, I believe you, Jim said. Settle down a little. You said someone was chasing you? What was it? He shook his head. I don't know. A bear? Maybe? Jim grinned. Son, I hate to say it, but there ain't any bears around here. Try saying that to the bear, Buddy said sharply. Listen, kid, Jim said, staring at him. I've been hunting in these parts for over 20 years, and I'm telling you. yes he hesitated, his voice softened. Alright, if it'll make you feel any better, I'll have a look around. You wait here. I'd be like, okay, homie. I'd be like, no, let's get in the truck and leave. Let's go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Buddy almost left. He wasn't about to offer to go with them. Jim walked back around the driver's door of his truck and reached through the open window. He pulled a lever action hunting rival from his gun rack and he grabbed something out of the glove box. Walking back where Buddy stood, cocked a rifle and flipped off the safety. Here, he said, handling the papers. him the papers. You look like you could use some of this. Just don't go, uh, telling anyone I gave it to you. The bag contained an unopened pint bottle of Jack Daniels. Buddy removed the bottle and broke its paper seal, tipping his head back. He took a big swall. This is a culture I don't understand. Not just the drinking, just the thought of drinking after the possibility that the animal or whatever it could be still be there. The logic fails me, but okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The whiskey burned his throat and forced tears to his eyes, but it made some of the weakness go away. He started to take another sip but decided against it and slipped the bottle back into its sack. Better not get drunk again. He still had a motorcycle to get home. He watched as Jim walked about 300 feet down the lane, carefully looking to the cemetery side of the road. He didn't go into the cemetery, nor did he stray beyond the glow of the truck's headlights. A few minutes later, he returned. You on the level about this? He asked laying his rifle across the hood of the pickup. Buddy nodded. Well, whatever it was, it's gone now. Jim scratched his beard. I'll give the wildlife agency a call in the morning, see if anyone else reported seeing anything unusual. Maybe it was a bear. He started to turn away and stop. By the way, what in God's name are you doing out here in the night anyway? My bike broke down a mile back and... He stopped. All of a sudden, there was a strange crackling in the air about him, like the sensation during a electrical the storm when lightning is popping everywhere and the air filled with electrons. You feel that? He asked. The hairs on his arms stood straight up. Yeah. Jim nodded. Must be a storm brewing. Buddy looked up. The sky was clear. A sharp breeze came up, blowing dust across the road and making the branches of the trees swing and sway. Oddly enough, only the branches of the trees in their immediate area moved. Trees further away stood strangely motionless, as if no wind caressed their foliage. Terror grabbed him by the gut. He knew, without really knowing how he knew, that the thing from the cemetery was close by. That was, he was coming for them. He wanted desperately to run, but his legs refused to obey. What the fuck? Jim picked up his rifle and stepped away from the truck. Yes. Yes, logic here. Mm Mm-hmm. He was watching the branches of the tree on the opposite side of the road. It's coming, Buddy whispered, his voice cracking. He wanted to hide, to cover his eyes so he wouldn't see. But he couldn't move. What did you say? Jim turned back around. Something rose behind him. Amber eyes blazed in the head of a strong monstrous proportions. That creature is close enough now that Buddy could see every detail of its powerful body, every line of its hideous face. It was definitely not a bear. He tried to scream a warning, but only a soft hissing of air escaped his constricted throat. Jim, hearing movement behind him, sputtered out. Back claws sliced the air. Something splashed across Buddy's face and upper body. Warm. Wet. He licked his lips. He tasted blood. Jim dropped the rifle and took a straggling staggling step backward. He turned around, staring at Buddy, staring through him, his eyes wide and glazed. He tried to speak, but didn't. Couldn't, because he no longer had anything to talk with. Jim's course brown beard was gone, as was the lower half of his face and part of his throat. Only thin strips of muscle and tissue remained where once his lower mandible had been. His windpipe lay exposed in severed throat, gurgling with blood as it struggled to draw in air there was one final dying gasp as the big man fell forward buddy looked away from jim his gaze riveted on the monster just beyond a funny bubbling noise erupted from his stomach as his bowels turned loose filling the seat of his pants he knew He was going to be more than just late for a date. He screamed. Thank God. I was not going to lie. I was like, this chapter is long as fuck. But also, I should probably give a content warning now. Content warning. This is a hard read special, which may lead to gore. I'm sorry I was late, but I said it. You should have known. (laughs) Jeez, that was like kind of a lot of gore. Yeah, not going to lie. Okay, so what book is this? I'm sure you know by the title, but I might as well read it for you, read and read it to you in a badly because I probably can't even read the name well. Now well, let me look for it. Okay. Um, did you like that? Wasn't it, it was pretty good, right? I think so. Like it was legit, and it's not a short story, so you can really get into it and find out what the heck is going on because God knows I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> um all right so the book is called Crotia by Owl Going Back very interesting when was it published let's see it was published in 1996 okay 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 probably didn't have phones there okay I get it it's fine Please. Cell phones that were readily available to the public, if so. I get it. It's okay. All right. When the police of Hobbs County, Missouri, find a muted man's body on the side of the road, they figure a bear attacked him. Except that bears aren't indigenous to their area. The local, ugh, The local Indian tribe offers another explanation. Crotea, a great beast of legend, has reawoken. As the body count increases, a hand-picked group of hunters stalk the mythical creature through an underground labyrinth where they will find a horror beyond all imagining. But... All too real. You know what? That sounds intriguing. If anything, gotta give props to the first chapter. Because that was intriguing. I was on the edge of my seat. And to see if he would go on his date or not. But we all knew. We all knew. You and me. The backseat audience to this. knew He wasn't gonna go on the date. With Lydia. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it was it was good, I think. Like good writing, ten enticing. I can't believe this is forty minutes. Holy shit, I should stop. Damn, see this is what I was saying. The chapter was so long. <laughs> oh my Jesus. But in any case, I hope you enjoyed that. And you know, share, follow if you like it. Cause we gotta build up the community. Or at least try to. I do have a Twitter and I occasionally tweet there. It's M-I-D underscore N-M. In case you know, I don't upload on time and you're wondering about my life, I guess. Just being like, you no, know, not today or something. But I hope you're having a good day, good time, good night. Snuggling in. If you, this is nighttime, woo, that's rough on you. Cause I wouldn't be able to read this at night, that's for sure. But it's okay. It's fiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look up the book, read it fall asleep if you can. I dare you. Anyways, thanks for listening as always.